0: in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hey, Brendo, Steve
1: here. And Larson. And welcome back to Ask Steven Larson. Ask going in raw. It's Wednesday. You know what that means. Ask us questions. Who's asking us questions? The friendos at the patreon.com slash Larson. $5 and up or at the YouTube channel membership store. All you do is you click join. It's $5 a month to go down to the YouTube membership store. You say, excuse me, sir. I would like one YouTube membership or many for my friends and then. You click the join, and it's sort of you know, the shopkeeper will hook you up. Exactly, we're on the road to SummerSlam, and uh, it's coming up this weekend. We're going to do a big old watch along as we you got usually that do. Right. what's the first question? First
2: question here is from Timor. Timor asks, even though you could make the same criticism about lack of women's matches, that it be that AEW gets, especially SummerSlam, having two women's matches when it could have four? Why does it feel like WWE treat the women better than AEW? Is it simply because of uh, screen time giving the perception they're doing more with the women's division? Rhea Ripley being almost everywhere and WWE being a key example of this. Remember we talked about, I mean, that was the focus or the primary topic on our AEW recap last week. Um, there was a sign in the crowd that said, book the women's division better. And we had a yeah. lengthy conversation about uh, you know what AEW uh, has done, hasn't done, what could do better. And I believe it was during that conversation that uh, we made the, the observation that we couldn't really pinpoint exactly a story being told, really in the AEW women's division. Whereas in WWE, I think the count was eight stories in the women's division. <laughs> right. And yeah. so I don't think you can levy you can levy plenty of criticism at WWE for not necessarily consistently booking the women's division well.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. But
2: I don't think you can levy the same criticism at WWE that you can at AEW in terms of not focusing on stories. Because right now, the AEW's women's division is nearly uh, uh, bereft of stories. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, WWE, uh, they seem to be sort of spacing out their big money women's matches over the course of the next month or so. SummerSlam, of course, you've got Asuka, Bianca, Charlotte Flair, um, all vying in, plus on the side, so that's a story. The that story is really centered around Bianca and Charlotte. Asuka's the champion, but then you got EO, Sky and Bailey with the uh, Money in the Bank waiting in the wings, which itself is developing into a story with Shotzi out there as well. So you've got like three stories all wrapped up into one. Yeah. So there you go. And then uh, the other women's match on the card is uh, what I think you know away from a title. A really wonderful and yeah, they haven't. It hasn't. It's only been going on for like a month or so, but because of the history between Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, they put together these really great video packages. Another way to tell a story. They've already told it a couple of ways, including a couple of ill-advised promo spots from Ronda Rousey. But they have really ramped up that particular feud uh, in in the short amount of time it's been given. So there is another story. That you have playing out in this on the SummerSlam card, and yeah, could they have added another one? Maybe get rid of the the, the Battle Royal, or maybe get rid of, you know, one of the other matches, uh, the Logan Paul match, perhaps, maybe. But it also seems like they're definitely going to be anchoring some of their core programming around some some of those other stories that are being told. They're giving it time for Rhea versus Raquel, which could happen at Payback. Um, uh, the Trish Becky thing is happening in Canada, and they might have an additional match after that. Um, at maybe payback or, or whatever comes after that. And so those stories are there. You can, you can look at a lot of people in the women's division and be like, she's involved in a story that we've seen a beginning and a middle to, and now we're heading towards the end on it. Um, AEW, they're just sort of lost in this morass of like, is she on TV? Is she not on TV? Willow just made the save. Uh, for uh, who was it? Oh, 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 the Mercedes Martinez Statlander stuff. Yeah, um, which you like to see, and maybe they'll actually jumpstart something surrounding the TBS title. But you look at the Outcasts, and it's like, oh, there, there might have been something there, and they had a really cool idea. Yeah, and then, and then it just sort of putters out, and there's yeah. no, there's no like sense of urgency or even an idea that these are heading to a destination, a storyline destination. No. and And that that in itself is not even exclusive to, to these women's division stories. That affects, you know, like, for example, we've been harping on Keith Lee Swerve Strickland for a while now. There doesn't seem to be a destination there. No. But you, you go to the, to the women's division and there's, like, no stories with any destination seemingly going anywhere. No.
2: No, no, the the like the extent of the stories in the AEW's w- women's division right now are stories to motivate a match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, uh, nothing like we thought when this whole outcast homegrown talent thing was 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 starting to, to happen. This is something that could be huge. That could encapsulate the the, the majority, if not the entirety, of the AEW's women's division. This could be a huge right. story that could get that division on track creatively. Yeah, right, yeah. If if they booked it right, which is a massive right. if in the hands of Tony Cohen.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: true. And yeah. as you mentioned, it petered out, mm-hmm. you know? And and Tony Storm hasn't been on TV in a while. We haven't seen Ruby since she lost to Willow in the finals of the Owens tournament, which I know wasn't that long ago. Yeah. Where has Soraya been? Yeah. Like the only person who's actively doing something that was involved in that story right now. I mean, I know Jamie Hader's hurt. Britt's been on TV they're trying to get her back on the winning track. Maybe she'll face Tony uh at yeah. all all in or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um but you know, it's it's been a criticism of AEW's women's division, basically since AEW launched. Yeah, they right. don't give yeah. enough time, they don't give enough creative energy to develop interesting stories with the women's division. Yeah. Um like for the longest time and still happens occasionally, the women's match is always around six thirty. Like you can predict yeah, when right. on Dynamite yeah. when the women's match is going to happen, right? Yeah. Um, and it, Tony Khan, their his creative team there, really needs to find a way to de- uh, dedicate some creative energy to to that division, to the women's division. Yeah, yeah. Because you look at WB, NXT, Impact. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. Everybody they else all do a
2: vastly do yeah. better job of spotlighting the women's division than AEW does.
1: Yeah, no, they, they they absolutely do. And and honestly, man, you know, when you mentioned the creative team, the bottom line is they've got a creative team that can book probably an amazing women's division. It's got to start with Tony. And mm-hmm. if it doesn't start with Tony, it's got to start with wrestlers who have the stroke and the pull and the ability to say, look, Tony, you're doing this. I'm one of your biggest stars. You know, we're talking the Danielsons, the Punks, the Moxes, the Jerichos. We're your biggest stars. It's time for you to put 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 some put some effort into the women's division, mm-hmm. um, because if his hands not forced, clearly he has no interest in having you know any any anything that resembles uh, a, a a healthy and compelling women's division. So at that point, it's like, why 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 are you do, why why are why are you even bothering when you have the the episode of blood and guts where literally it seemed like you know a twenty second afterthought match simply to put on a token women's division match it's like why are you even bothering then like stop acting like this is something that means something to you because clearly it does not mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but the what aboutism is not it to me it's it's silly it's not there is not even a there's not even it's not even close when it comes to WWE no. And AEW. no it's not no it's not close
2: Uh, next question here from Zayshon Moore asks: Do you think Bobby Lashley's new faction with Street Profits and Carmelo and Trick should be a new version of the Hurt business or something
1: different? I always viewed the Hurt business as MVP's thing. This is Bobby Lashley's thing, seemingly. I mean, maybe there's somebody behind Bobby pulling the strings, but it seems like a Bobby Lashley thing. It does. I, I, you know, I, the the if 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 we're talking simply. Uh, you know, a name. I don't think it needs to be that because I think that MVP has done his thing. If it's if it's in the same mold as the Hurt Business, um, I, I I don't know. I mean, I'll I'll put it this way: I don't think, for one thing, the Hurt Business ever really achieved what it could have. Mm-hmm. They never really gave Cedric and Shelton. Like the proper amount of 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 push, and I think putting the street profits with Lashley, I think is a big upgrade over what they were doing with Shelton and Cedric because they are very accomplished as a tag team, and so, you know, if if it's just a name, it doesn't really matter, you know. Like they can call it whatever they want. Maybe they'll find a cool name. Maybe they'll be nameless. I don't know. Names are always cool because it gives the fans something to chant, something to write on a sign, and a T-shirt to buy, and it puts money in the pockets of the wrestlers. So you should call it something. But the Hurt Business was the Hurt Business, and unless Mm -hmm. MVP is there saying, this is the new Hurt Business, then it really wouldn't make a lot of storyline sense. No, no. I mean, the Hurt Business
2: is a great name for a faction. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, But I, I, I think you're right in that. Hurt Business, for me, is MVP, Lashley, Cedric, and Shelton. Right, yeah. And I understand yeah. a, a, a lot of WWE fans, myself included, feel like there was a lot of untapped potential yeah. with Hurt Business because you had the makings there for a really, really, really good faction and rather than exploring what that faction could be, they kind of inexplicably broke him up. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, so I get why people be like, oh, is this a new Hurt Business? Mm-hmm. Um, if this is Lashley's thing, mm-hmm. as it appears to be, then... then give the give the faction a new name, you know? Yeah, right. Yeah. Um and 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 and, and go from there. You know, the way wb has been booking factions of late, especially in upper mid-card and main event roles has been really good as you've been seeing with Judgment Day and the Bloodline. Um and if uh, Lashley's new faction whatever it's called is next in line to be kind of elevated that position, sign me up. Because there's potential
1: yeah. for a lot of really awesome stuff to happen. You know what you could do. Hmm. What if Lashley and the Prophets call themselves something like, I don't know, the Hurt Prophets or something like that. I don't know. But MVP is like, I don't like this. I was trying to recruit all these guys, and Lashley went out and, 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 and scooped me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put together the new Hurt Business because it's MVP's thing. Mm-hmm. Omas, maybe Cedric and Shelton. And so, or or MVP scoops Lashley, brings in Carmelo and Trick, Mm-hmm. and Omas, and that's the new that's his new hurt business and then you can have a rivalry there yeah that'd yeah. be kind of cool that could be fun that could be pretty neat. yeah
2: that could be pretty neat uh, i got a question here from noah Wowa. noah here says what do you think happens if la night yeah does not
1: win the no. battle royal on saturday ah la night win nana. Nothing doesn't matter. In fact, I'm not terribly convinced that he's going to simply because they might use the Battle Royal as as, as a launching pad for really what he needs, and that's an actual feud. Um, you know, he seemingly has something going with Sheamus. They're going to have a match on SmackDown in two nights, and, and then they're going to do the Battle Royal. Now, I kind of expect it's just going to be a fun thing. He's going to win. Crowd's going to go crazy to get them jazzed up for the rest of the night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that being said, it's a slim gym battle royal. Who gives a shit if he if he doesn't win? Then hopefully there's a. I would rather a story come out of it than him just win a meaningless battle royal. Uh, but if you maybe you can get your cake and eat it too. Maybe you could do both.
2: I think you can. I think you can, especially if the idea is is La Knight. Yeah, Sheamus. Yeah. feuding afterwards. You can have La Knight. Eliminate Sheamus to get the win. Yeah, yeah. Sheamus to be like, nah, nah, do nah, like nah. that. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, the feud proceeds. Uh, I don't know what necessarily the story or motivation is, but regardless, you're right. L.A. Knight needs stories. It's not like he needs to show up on a pay per view to win a, a a very a fairly meaningless bout. He needs to be involved in interesting stories because because like lately, like his promos are still solid. Yeah, but it's just kind of like he's just going out there talking a little bit of trash about somebody, and then it's it's not as pointed. Like if you go back and watch the Bray Wyatt stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, you know right.
2: the it's very pointed, and the motive his motivation is clear. Yeah, and and now it's just like I need I we need to get this guy on TV because the crowd likes him.
1: Yeah, yeah, Hit Row is a really easy target, uh, but he needs he needs some feuds. He needs he needs something good, and I think Seamus could be Seamus could be a good start for him. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, there's one thing to consider also that you and I really haven't talked about because there's not a lot of meat there yet, but it bears some interest. And that's Vince McMahon. And, you know, there was the report that he went under. Uh, he went through some back surgery mm-hmm. that uh, somebody in his orbit referred to as life altering back surgery. If that stuff is serious, I don't know. And it's Vince McMahon. He's crazy. I get that. But I don't know that he's sitting there with a the script putting his red line through it yeah. when he's got, you know, he's recovering from back surgery. Mm-hmm. So this could be a SummerSlam that's like exclusively Triple, Triple H. H. Yeah. yeah and we know Triple H loves L.A. Knight. And I, I wonder if L.A. Knight has been given sort of the the yellow light lately because Vince McMahon wants to see, OK, is this real or is it simply a Yeah. Um yeah. is there more to this guy? So I don't know. I mean, maybe maybe that will mean something, maybe not, but it'll be interesting to see the reports coming out of SummerSlam as to what Vince McMahon's involvement is mm-hmm. and in programming going forward. I have not seen a fightful select report. I don't know if Sean has said something on his podcast or not, but I have not seen any fightful select reports that say Vince made changes yeah, oh, yeah, or yeah, was yeah. there. Was there one recently where changes were made? I forget. But I, I haven't noticed any, so
2: I'm yeah, not yeah, sure. Yeah. And I, I what the report about him having the surgery, it was middle of last month, right? Wasn't it middle of y- July? Yeah, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Yeah. I uh, Got a question here from Alex Foster. Alex asks, besides Seth versus Fiend at Hell and Cell, what other unpopular wrestling booking decisions do you a- a th- actually think made sense? Personally, Alex says, even if, if the novelty wore off quickly, I like the idea of
1: gender being champions. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah. I, I, I thought that they actually did, you know, I think gender could have worked had they built him up and had him a little bit less of a, he came out of nowhere mm-hmm. um, type thing because then he falls off quickly and you need consistency. Um, but I like gender. I liked his packaging. I liked the Bollywood boys with my, and his mm-hmm. theme song still is like probably oh, a top really 10 theme song. It's so good. Another unpopular wrestling booking decision that I actually think made sense. Um boy, this is a bit on the spot. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what are some unpopular wrestling booking decisions in the first place? I mean, here's one. Yeah. Cody
2: losing at WrestleMania
1: this year. Oh, I yeah, no, that I yeah, that totally makes sense. Yeah. 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 That one, I, I it, it boggles my mind that like months later people are still like, this was a big fumble. No, it wasn't. No. The dude is more popular than ever. The bloodline story is is st- is still fresh and 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 vital, mm-hmm. and it's doing big business. Yeah, no, absolutely. That was a yeah. great
2: one. No, it is the right move. Thousand percent. Thousand percent. Totally. All right, that'll be our answer. Uh, Ryan Gorman here asks, why does Cody Brock 3 not have a stipulation? It feels like it could use some extreme stipulation so these guys can destroy each other. What stipulation would you guys go with?
1: So, I think the reason why it doesn't have a stipulation is because they just want Cody Rhodes to beat Brock Lesnar with no excuses, with no uh, uh, asterisks, with no stipulations. He's gonna beat Brock Lesnar in a match in a normal match. So yeah. there's no like, oh, will you beat me? But you used a bull, uh, uh, you know a leather strap to do it, or you used a bull rope to do it, or something like that. Yeah. That's why um, I did like the idea of uh, the. I, I like the idea of the dog collar match. I think that could be cool. Um, maybe the 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 bull rope where they have to hit the uh, the four, the four corners. corners. Yeah, of course.
2: That's terrible. I hate that. It's a terrible idea. I know it is. It's a yeah. terrible idea. I, th- I think yeah. a, a loser leaves Raw match would have been interesting.
1: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, because yeah. Something big.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because at one point Cody said, I don't know if Raw is big enough for Brock and I mm-hmm. or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which right, right, put right. the thought in my head to begin with. Um, like, I understand, like, Cody's going to have to hit Brock with like six crossroads to, to beat him, though. It's going to take a lot, yeah. It's going to take quite a few. Um so that's kind of the I don't know I could I could see why they would consider a stipulation and and what it mm-hmm. could add to the match because the first two mm-hmm. matches were just like standard matches. Yeah right right right. So yeah. let's up the ante here, you know, yeah. let's make it false count anywhere or loser or leaves Raw, or yeah. or no DQ or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Um, but I understand too that they want Cody to get a definitive, decisive, clean win over Brock Lesnar.
1: Yeah. With yeah. no asterisks. In a standard match. In a
2: standard match with six crossroads.
1: Mm-hmm. One, two, three. That should really be one of the prop bets on the predictions form. Cody just sent that to us. We should probably hit him back and be like, yeah. number of crossroads. Number yeah. of crossroads. So I just looked this up on Friday. I think this was this past Friday. It was Friday the 28th. It surely was. Yes. Uh, and it's Fightful Select, and it said more on Vince McMahon's surgery. It's nothing like. There's nothing too huge there, but it says uh, those close to him claim that it was a major life-altering operation. Um, and then uh, asked, uh, we asked WWE if this would affect his work moving forward, and we were not given a direct answer on that. Hmm. So make of that what you will. But, yeah. again, it's sort of the thing where you just have to sort of keep an eye on it and see uh, if that's – because, I mean, that could be a major thing. I mean, if that, that causes be. him to, to step away f- – yeah. Creatively for, for speaking. A period of time, yeah. Right, and and it yeah. could. Back surgeries are nothing to mess with. No, they are
2: not. No, they are not. Uh, Royal Kong asks here, after SummerSlam, do you think anyone gets called up if so?
1: who? So, like, Braun? it seems like Braun, maybe? didn't He just lost to Ilya.
2: Yeah, Ilya just lost
1: to Melo, so Ilya could be called up. Possibly. Like, the Creeds have a we're gone thing, but I think they're also still feuding with Schism, yeah. Uh, so that's a possibility. I'd be surprised if. Well, maybe I wouldn't be surprised. It'd be kind of interesting if Chase U got called up. Yeah, like Cora. Maybe Cora Jade will get called up. Maybe Cora, perhaps. Yeah. Although, who knows? Like, if she was, if she is actually upset with like her being left off of shows and stuff.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. I mean, you would think like somebody would know. It's like, hey, uh, you're gonna get called up, so we're not gonna use you. And then she goes on social media, like, this is bullshit. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, there's some possible there's some possible names out there. Uh, another name is, of course, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin impersonator Phil McDonald. He's gonna tell you all about what you can get on the Patreon and YouTube channel memberships. Take it away. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Stone Cold Steve Austin
3: impersonator Phil McDonald. I got a pre-recorded message. This is this is recorded three days ago. This is not alive. Oh yeah, that's right. Do you, look, don't please don't interrupt me, person in the in right there sitting down. How, how would it be? How would I? How would you respond uh, to me if this w-
2: wasn't? How this would was I respond
3: to anybody if I'm a pre-recorded ad? Listen up.
2: Yeah, that's my point.
3: Do you want to check out bonus episodes from Going in Raw? Sure. Do you want to participate? in There. The, the, please don't interrupt me. I'll give you a test press, press. Do you want uh, to check out the Predictions Challenge? Oh and yeah. You wanna, oh, yeah. Be, Oh, hell yeah, that's right. And, uh, yeah, so all you got to do, go to youtube.com slash Larson, Click that join button. What? Or go to patreon.com. What? Slash Larson. What? At $5 a month and up. What? I said $5 and up a month. What? You can uh, get access to all that stuff. What? Do it now. Thank you.
1: Thank you, Phil McDonald. The pre-recorded ad read is now over. So, yeah. Also, friendoshop.com won't bog this down with more celebrity impersonators. Please don't. I won't do that to you. Uh, But you can definitely check out our merchandise. We've got a huge uh, purple line. uh, uh, We're going to do some new stuff for SummerSlam. But, uh, yeah, this is available now. Use code PURPLE to get 20% off. Friendoshop.com. It's payday. Hey, look, man. It's payday two days ago. You all need to get in that friendoshop.com before you pay your actual bills. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Or steal your parents' credit card or steal a random stranger's credit card. I well, don't that's, care. That's that's the definition of fraud there. That's credit card fraud. You don't want to do that. Still money in my pocket. <laughs> the banks eat all that. No. <sighs> joking. Don't st- I'm not, I'm not advocating anybody steal anything. Do it with your own money.
2: Own money. Yes. Yeah. No one else's money. Alex Danner has a question. Says, "Hey, there, Stephen Larson." Hey. I do have a question, but first, I just wanted to say thank you for all the hard work you guys do for us. Friendos, I really broke off my engagement. It's been mm-hmm. very hard on me, and your show has gotten me through maybe the worst month of my life, so sincerely, mm-hmm. thank you. My question is, once Roman is all by himself in the bloodline, do you think it would be more impactful if his champ- championship reign came to an end cleanly, or do you think the Usos and Solo, once he leaves, costing him his status as champion, would be the better story?
1: Thank you. So, if his championship reign came to an end cleanly or the Usos and Solo, once he's out, costing him his status as champion would be yeah. the better story. So I kind of feel like they're one in the same look. Clean does not mean, I, I saw this take before and uh, and I, it was something I wanted to like do a little video on, but I've seen one of the complaints about Cody Rhodes losing at WrestleMania as opposed to, let's say, next WrestleMania when Roman's been stripped of the bloodline is that somehow people would want Cody Rhodes to be able to overcome the entirety of the bloodline. No one's it's done sort that, of, though. It's sort of the point of the bloodline is that they keep Roman winning. They are an yes. unfair advantage for Roman reigns. And so for Roman to then have to fight Cody Rhodes on an even playing field, mano e mano, or mano a mano, that would be a clean loss if Cody was able to beat him like that. Now, I understand the idea, but it's like, you know, you look at generally speaking, when you look at, at you know, like action hero movies, right? Yeah. When it comes down, what the hero usually is battling for is a level playing field against the antagonist. Yeah. And there's your climactic and, battle usually. Right. Exactly. After overcoming the adversity and, 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 you know, and sometimes the villain sort of shoots himself in his own foot, metaphorically speaking. Um, and, and that's his that's his uh, that's his downfall. And so what we're seeing is how unsustainable Romans relationships are and why his title reign is unsustainable. It's it's a title reign built on a house of lies. Mm-hmm. And once that house comes tumbling down, in steps a Cody Rhodes, who, according to the lore, could have been Kevin Owens or Drew McIntyre um, or Sami Zayn. Now the playing field is is uh, is even. Cody steps in and, and is able to hopefully or maybe, maybe not, beat Roman cleanly because Roman has pissed away his family. Mm-hmm. That is the story being yeah.
3: told. Yeah,
2: and I think one of the reasons that it seemed highly likely that Cody is going to win at WrestleMania this year is because, for the most part, it seemed like there was the ingredients there for us to get some measure of bloodline and disarray. Yeah, right. With yeah. Owens and Zayn being yeah. the Usos for the tag titles. Um, the only, the only uh, person that Cody didn't account for was
1: Solo. And he that thought up, he had yeah. by planting doubt in his mind, but yes. no, made did, it worse on did, himself. Did made it worse, yes. And so that was Cody's
2: downfall, was, was underestimating Solo. Mm-hmm, um, yeah. I guess at the t- I, I, when, I, when I read Alex's question here, I assume it's one-on-one, Cody and Roman, no interference. Mm-hmm, that yeah, right. or having J, Jimmy, Solo, actively being involved in Roman losing the match. And I think for the... In terms of a more satisfying end of the story, I think I'd probably like prefer Cody Roman one on one, no outside interference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, now if right, you right. want to have the Usos and Solo in the ringside area watching the match mm-hmm. and at various points Roman like when you know, when he's in dire straits, look into him. Help me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And they are like, nah nah. Yeah. You're on your own now, buddy. Yeah. And he eventually yeah. loses. I can see that that could have some dramatic weight to it, but in terms of if you want this to be Cody Rhodes' coronation as the next guy in WWE, he needs to win that match by himself. Cannot have yeah. any help.
1: Right. I, I I absolutely agree with that. I do think that you know I I always did appreciate how they did the Hangman Kenny finish. Yeah. Where the Young Bucks were like, "Go do it," you know, yeah. like we're 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 done with this. And we're not going to prevent you from, you know, we're not going to get involved in this. Mm-hmm. And if there's an element to that, perhaps mm-hmm. where even after all this, the Usos are still kind of torn. Like, should we help him? He's got to do this on his own. Yeah. If we see that play out somehow, that could be very interesting. Um, but, uh, but no, I, I don't think that. I don't think that Cody should have to. You know, take. I mean, I think it's kind of ridiculous if he all of a sudden is able to take out everybody, and or you know the 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 opposite of that. I don't think that it looks good for Cody for the Usos and Solo to fuck up Roman during the match, yeah, <laughs> and that and yep. that leads to Cody's win. Yep, I, I I don't like that either. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. I think that is the nature of the question there. Um, so uh, so no, I I think that Roman's. I think the distraction or the interference, if you will, needs to be a bit more metaphorical. needs to be a bit more emotional. Yeah. You know, like Roman has to realize, man, I fucked up because this is the spot where usually I could rely on Solo. Mm -hmm. And I don't know how you how you're able to manifest that in his performance. But I'm hoping they're coming up with something pretty good for it for whenever that time comes.
2: Yeah. Agreed.
1: Same. Uh,
2: Broceratops here asks uh, Gable was over yesterday against Gunther. Mm-hmm. What a match. Do you think mm-hmm. WB will miss the boat with Gable's popularity?
1: I don't think Triple H will. This um, feels like
2: another scenario where in, we're so conditioned, based yeah. on Vince booking, for yeah. uh, people to get themselves over to be disregarded, sometimes even punished, yeah. for getting themselves over. Um, and I yeah, I think under Triple H, we're going to see that, not hopefully, not be the case. See it now with He'll- LA Knight.
1: Let me ask you this, dude. What do you think the story beat could be, or fantasy book, if you will, Ah. a story beat that could be a turning of the page for Gable to get him to a point where, because you and I have said, you know, him and Johnny Gargano, two guys who might have the potential to be a Daniel Bryan type, because you know Gable's he's a bit on the shorter side, but just an absolutely crazy good wrestler tons of charisma. Yep. Is there a story beat that can get him a little less on the comedic path that, you know, I mean, obviously him and Otis, they're much loved, Mm -hmm. but like Otis is just a walking comedy act and I love Otis and I think he's great at it, but do you have to get Gable away from him?
2: I don't know if you have to get Gable away from him because before they started doing the comedy thing, they were, they booked him as heels, you know?
1: Yeah, right. Um,
2: I mean, it's, it's obviously... I think they fared better, got over more, and been more entertaining since they've been a little goofier.
3: Mm-hmm, and I don't
2: yeah. think you have to get away from that aspect of it entirely, but it can't be mm-hmm. the focus or their 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 identity as a team. Mm-hmm. So this just popped to my head. So what if Gable, after training Maxine Dupree, seeing her improve in the ring, um, says to himself, all right, I've trained Otis up. Now I've trained Maxine Dupree. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I see that, uh, I am a capable, uh, a trainer who has developed, helped develop two wrestlers, uh, who are now massively over. Um, now I got to apply my teachings for me and see mm-hmm. what I can achieve. Yeah. Right. And that way it's not like he's, he's leaving alpha Academy. There's no heel turns, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know, Otis and Maxine could still be there. Um, mm-hmm. and they could tell, Stories between the three of them as Gable tries to pursue some sort of single success. Yeah. Um, and then from that point on, he's got to book him as a legitimate competitor who wins often.
1: He's he got to win, win every match. He's got to win a lot. Yeah. He's got to win though.
2: Yeah. You know, and and if it's a situation where he's consistently booked against competitors that are taller, larger than him, mm-hmm. and yeah. he finds a way to overcome, that yeah. just naturally leads to potentially a match with Gunther
1: yeah right, right right you know I mean the um, the yeah the difference between him and Angle is that Angle out the gate boy oh boy they had no problems putting all the titles on Angle yeah, out the gate yeah, yeah and it's like Abel's gonna have to get out of that sort of that that sort of the mindset that we as fans have of him is like you know this guy I'll I'll believe when I see it he eats pins a lot yeah like exactly and uh, and yeah and he needs to, he needs to win a lot but and, like Kurt uh, Angle
2: though Kurt Angle even when he was you know at his peak was doing
1: silly comedy stuff. No, he absolutely was. But the fact that they put all those titles on him made us understand this guy is a killer in the ring. Well, that's the thing. In the ring,
2: he dominated. Yeah, right, yeah. And you can do the silly comedy stuff so long as in the ring, you beat everybody, or Mm -hmm. mostly everybody. Right, Right, yeah. Um, And that's really the the key that's missing from Gable. I think if they kind of did what they're doing now with Alpha Academy, Mm -hmm. and just have him go on a massive winning streak.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: And and they 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 consistently explore the dynamic between himself and Otis and Maxine. Mm-hmm. He's going to get super over. They're all going to get super over. Yeah. Because all their
1: stuff's really entertaining. You know, I, I wonder if it, it could even take, you know how like every once in a while they'll bust out like a gauntlet match. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. like Seth mm-hmm. Rollins had that killer run. Yeah, we well
2: he's in the match for an hour, yeah.
1: I think if you if you give Gable a couple of just really impressive, which usually means just really long. Yeah, you know, like a couple of really impressive performances that he wins that are really long. And then maybe he wins a king of the ring tournament or something like Mm -hmm. that. That's a good way to put him back on the path. When you look at Triple H, though, I wonder if given how he did it, he was with the pseudo comedy act DX that as a as a singles guy probably he felt at the time had a bit of a ceiling for him. And so triple H thought to himself, I'm going to go solo. I'm Vince had, whoever had it. And, and then he became the game and, and, and had that pursuit. And I wonder, and I, and I kind of wonder if triple H was booking big E, if, if, if the idea was make big E WWE champion, I wonder if he would have had more of a split with the new day than what vince did with big e because you you always look back at what triple h came up on and Mm -hmm. that was how he did himself and i wonder if maybe his philosophy would be a bit more let's separate them to make him his own person you know that's one of those things i'd be really fascinated to to get to 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 get like you know commentary and stuff from the people who are actually making these decisions because i think it's interesting
2: yeah it is interesting it is interesting. Uh, Got one more question here And then we'll do some Lightning round For a few others Andre Zimple here asks So we all know You guys are fans Of No Country for Old Men Great movie Mm -hmm. Oh great movie Um, uh, Using the term "friendo" From it Mm -hmm. My question is You guys If you guys had never Seen the movie What Mm -hmm. Would you use a different Term in your intro Or would it be
1: Completely different so I, I use that term I think in the first or second uh, episode of Ten for the Win, like the first thing that you and I did as mm-hmm. Steven Larson. Mm-hmm. I'm almost positive I used it in the first one, the Aliens versus Predator thing. Um, and yes, I had I had just seen the movie. Um, I just I, I said that and I just kept on saying it and then you and I we, were, we just said it a lot. Yeah I have no idea no clue what we would have gone to yeah no idea if it wasn't for that movie no clue yep whatsoever no idea <laughs> i really don't nope um yeah dude i've got nothing yeah i got nothing either <laughs> like no. it it really is i mean it's obvious it's obviously become you know are our are the way we refer to our audience you know friendos mm-hmm. our community yeah yeah and maybe there would have been something different maybe not i don't know i don't know i mean What would, would it have been like more show name specific like hey winners that sounds stu- hey tenors that'd be kind no. of funny don't no like it sounds that. stupid yeah i don't like that <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't know what we would have called anybody.
2: Yeah, I don't know. Because
1: Frendo, it, Frendo wasn't even like, because, you know, obviously Temper One was a gaming show. Yeah. and Or at least it was at the outset. And, like, Frendo is not, it, it doesn't, it's not it's exclusive it's not to from, any genre no. or niche.
2: No, it's not from a video game or anything like that. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, honestly don't know. Nothing comes to mind. No, nothing comes to mind. Maybe no. along the way there have been some other uh, reference, whether it be to a movie or something that we would have, used in the show and that would have caught on but i don't know
1: yeah yeah what do we, like, we you know what if we just started you know we, we glommed on to the stone cold when he would say oh, jackass you know sort of like hey what's up Jackass? Is steve here <laughs> yeah, i'm not sure that that is that would have uh yeah it would have worked i don't think, don't think it would have caught on no i no, wouldn't it have caught on not quite like rendo no uh
2: dog authority figure here asked could yeah chance
1: yeah. Stick around the way that what chance have yeah. Yeah, there there is absolutely an opportunity because when LA LA Knight does, it it was no it was happening at NXT. Yeah. Somebody was dropping a promo in NXT and they were yanging him instead of wetting him. I yeah. think that has a really good shot of sticking. Yeah, around. it's going to have some legs, I think. Mhm. Uh, here asks if AEW
2: starts the Hall of Fame do they induct Cody if Cody never returns to AEW? Absolutely. Yeah, they do. first class has to be the elite including Cody. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Has to be. Uh, Aaron here says, asks, uh, who would you put in the uh, current day evolution <coughs> Evolution, and what order would they turn on each other?
3: Oh, wow. Great. So if
2: question. you have Triple H in the Flare roll, Flare mm-hmm. you have
1: Finn in the Triple H roll. Oh, that's good. Because oh, Finn really is a Triple good. H guy. He is, yeah. And then who are the young guys? Or Seth. Maybe Seth. Probably Seth. Seth. Okay, Seth. So you got Seth. Two guys that represent the future, who are like Braun. Braun and Julius Creed? Julius Creed's a good one. That's a good one. Okay, take Braun out. Because um, Julius Creed is a bit more... It's not like Batista and Orton were like big, big deals yet. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, a good yeah. one. So Julius Creed and... I mean, like maybe a Nathan Frazier type. I mean, Nathan Frazier, it's been established in canon that he is Seth Rollins' protege.
2: Yeah, that would it'd make a lot of sense.
1: So Nathan Frazier, who do I say? Nathan Frazier, Julius Creed, yeah. Seth Rollins. The Triple H. And then, let me ask you, is there someone who isn't Triple H? Because Flair wrestled. Flair did wrestle, and yeah, as we know, Triple H can't. Is there somebody older? Because, like, also... Flair was like subservient to Triple H. Yeah. He still wrestled, he was a legend, but he understood that Triple H was the man. Yeah, it was a leader. So is there anybody these days that's like older that recognizes that Seth is the man? Hmm. I mean, everybody like all the older guys, like they all sort of like injure their way into retirement. Yeah, you pretty know? much. Or 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 go to Hollywood. Right, like Edge is of the age. Yeah, but I don't really see it being Edge unless it was just a different dynamic between the two of them. I mean, they, you know, they have a lot. They have history. Yeah, and they're, you know, they had old feud about how we're the same person. Well, Triple H fancied himself. Yeah, that, maybe that would work. Yeah, that Seth Rollins and Edge. Yeah, that makes sense. And Edge can just wrestle, kind of mm-hmm. spot duty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That
3: would yeah.
2: work. That would work. Um. Atomic Sunrise here says, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Gunther still has been pinned on main roster. Is it likely that he loses a title in something like a triple threat match, protect the street, going into a world title feud?
1: No, I think they've built up that title reign. they built up his title reign so wonderfully that whoever beats Gunther is going to get a big rub out of it. You know, that's going to be a
2: big deal. Needs to pin him clean.
1: That's why you build up those people that
2: way. Yep. Uh, Edward Munoz here says, is it a hot take to say that I feel the Cody Brock build has been disappointing? <laughs> no, he mentioned that on the Raw recap.
1: No, that's a proper take. It's it's just been a bunch of talking and you know some F5s here and there.
2: Pretty much. Patrick Kennedy, do you think there's a chance that the whole punk elite drama has turned into a work? No.
1: No, I don't think it's turned into a work. It'll be interesting to see whether or not the real world's championship stuff ends up being punk's way of like for, Hey, did you see the numbers on collision this week? They were good. They were really good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if punk, it'll be interesting to see if there's still active politicking Yeah, that both for both factions are sort of at loggerheads as yeah. opposed to like any desire to work together. Like, Do you think it was in good faith? And I'm asking you to speculate on somebody else's thinking. Do you think it was good faith CM Punk suggesting that he be added to blood and guts?
2: I mean, I think for the most part it was probably self-serving because it it reinforces the idea that he could be Mm -hmm. the locker room leader. Here, we need somebody. I'll step up.
1: You know, it's something that would that doesn't make any sense, something that wouldn't happen, no, but makes him look good, yeah, because he knows that it's not something. And I'll be honest with you, I that's not even a criticism, it's not. You know, if this guy wants to show, hey, I'm game for anything and I'll work yeah. with anybody, exactly, then you know, the hat's off to him. And if he if he's playing a political game, I guess hat's off to him as well, but. There, there was no way that was ever going to happen, but it just served to make him look like, oh, I'll work with anybody. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, Alex Washington here asks, what are your thoughts on Mike Bailey and Joe Hendry? Do you see them ever moving on from Impact AW or WNXT?
1: They're both great. <laughs> They're both awesome. Mike Bailey should go to NXT. I think that'd be awesome there. I even Joe, Hen- Joe Hendry is like NXT 2.0. Like yeah, I could yeah, totally yeah. see that. Yeah,
2: he's got yeah. the 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 over the top character and presentation's really really good.
1: Bailey wants to be really careful if he goes to AEW because you see whenever they bring in another and I know it's been primarily kind of like luchadors but, like, you bring out, you bring in a small guy who's really fun and quick and, and lightning light and quick, you know? Yeah. And then you just, like, you know, they'll just job him out to people. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. he needs to be careful with that. NXT, there could be some of the Heritage Cup shit that he could be doing there in NXT. Yep, exactly.
2: Yeah. Uh, Stephen M. here asks, best thing you've ever cooked? <laughs> the absolute best thing. I actually have an answer for this. I know what it is. Will you go ahead. The first time I ever smoked ribs.
1: Oh, wow! okay.
2: They were perfectly cooked, super yeah. tender, yeah, uh, my rub was on point, uh-huh, yeah. I just put a little bit of sauce to finish them, not a whole lot, yeah, and to this day, I'm trying to replicate that. And that was oh, ten yeah, years yeah, ago. Right. I did it, yeah, 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 probably the best yeah. thing I've ever prepared.
1: I don't know, man, like everything everything I do, I just steal from my mom's recipe book, like her own recipe, so I'm not gonna claim credit for any of that stuff.
2: Uh, Stan here asks, is Tony Khan doing the United Kingdom fans a disservice by not having any matches announced for all in?
3: Um, no, because
2: standard practice these days when you have a pay-per-view go on sale, like you don't know what the matches are.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah. Right.
2: I have no doubt he's going to put on as huge a show as he possibly can. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Metal Pulse here asks, now that we know there are aliens, should we be grateful for Roman Reigns? He is universal champion, so any aliens would have to fight him, right?
1: Yeah, no, that's a good point. He is the
2: guardian, the defender of Earth. The head of Earth's table. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, Let's see. Uh, James asks, who should leave and go to Impact from WB and AEW? Give me one name for each, Steve.
1: Who should leave from Impact?
2: No, who should go to Impact from WWE and AEW.
1: Okay, so AEW should be the women's division. Um, uh, From WWE, uh, it should be... Oh, man, dude, I don't know. Um... Dolph. Have Dolph go to Impact. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Dolph, sure. Yeah. 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 That works. Why not? Sure. Yeah. Anyways, any other questions? No, that's it. All right. Well, that's going to do it for us. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We appreciate it. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye.
0: Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain, it's hard to find